Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Path of Believer. We're so happy to have you and we're just so excited to get into this podcast episode about this man, Jesse Noche, sharing his testimony about what happened in his life, how he ended up where he is right now, how God's been leading him, because he has an amazing life, amazing testimony, and just an amazing journey with the Lord. So I'm, I'm sure and I'm 100% positive that this uh, testimony is going to touch every single one of you. So just before we begin, I just want to say, if you guys are listening on podcasts, um, for instance, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys leave a review. We really appreciate it. We love reading those. It's actually really nice to read those reviews. But let's get into it. Jesse, how are you doing, my friend? Enjoying really that good. tea, bro. Enjoying the tea. I'm really, really glad to be here. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I just want to start get started right away. Where are you from? I know you. I know you said something about Michigan, right? So yeah, so I uh, I'm originally uh, born and raised in Adrian, Michigan, small town outside of Detroit, about an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lived in a few different places. I've lived in a place called Centerville, Michigan, very small town, all the way to the you know big city of Melbourne, Australia, Newcastle, mm-hmm. Australia. Uh, where every tra- everything's trying to kill you and yeah, just eat you and uh, <laughs> big spiders and. Big snakes, kangaroos, yeah. boxing matches. And then now uh, located in Venice, Florida. Well, we're happy to have you. This man is Definitely. literally a blessing. He's awesome. So I wanted to get started with how was your life growing up? What was your relationship with God? How was your family? What, what was going on with your life as you were growing up? Yeah, so I, I grew up with what I would say were the best parents possible. Uh, very supportive. Uh, my father played uh, Major League Baseball for the Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, wasn't pushy at all. He let us decide uh, on our own what we wanted to do. And just the best mother you could ever imagine. I uh, love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Uh, Mom was, you know, always home when we got home and always had a snack or, you yeah. know, dinner on the table at night. Dad got home, worked about 45 minutes away. Come on. And, uh, yeah, I have two brothers, I, both older. One is... 30 i believe don't quote me on that and then one's 26 i i have an awesome sister-in-law married to josh my oldest brother and then a niece and nephew Mm -hmm. and yeah we were just really close growing up uh me and casey not as much as me and josh he'd be the first to tell you but you know growing up now it's just wild to see how uh yeah god's honored you know a brotherhood to now a friendship as well yeah. And uh, yeah, two of my best friends in the world, love them to death, and just the best parents, uh, really pushed us to do exactly what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think they came out with with three for three with the with sons. I love that. You know, on the path with the Lord, and so it sounds like you didn't really have what some people have, which is kind of sad. But there's situations in families where kids feel like they have a pressure to perform, mm-hmm. especially if their parents um, or, you know, their heritage is kind of like, you know, big men yeah. or women of God or just in general, big yeah. uh, power couples or whatever. Yeah. And that is like pushed on the family members of the kids yeah. specifically where they're like, oh man, my parents were a doctor, so I have to be a doctor yeah. and I have to do this and this, but it seems like you're in a pretty good yeah. shape of uh, a family. Yeah, so like I said, my dad played Major League Baseball, which if you're not familiar with baseball, is the highest level that you can do. Uh, so he was a baseball coach my entire life, and my three brothers all played baseball. And then uh, my oldest brother went to college, didn't play baseball in college, and you know there was complete support for that. Uh, my other brother didn't play baseball in college. He went to college, and he was more of he was more of an actor, art, singer. He's one of the best singers I think I've ever heard in my life. He's an author, theologian. Nice. And then there's me. I went... I went to play college baseball and uh, yeah, I felt, I feel genuinely that my dad is just as proud 
of me playing baseball as he is of my brother, you know, managing a managing a financial firm and my uh, other brother writing books. Like, wow, come on. And uh, yeah, I was blessed, blessed, blessed to have that. Really. Well, I just want to ask you this one question that we ask every single one of our, our people who comes on, on to the show to share the testimony is that uh, what point in your life did you actually encounter the Lord? So uh, I first started, in, I was, I mean, I was baptized when I was six, seven years old and I uh, grew up in a Christian home uh, with Christian parents, Christian grandparents, Christian aunts, uncles, you know, uh, I was the only Christian really of my friends. And uh, growing up, got honored that uh, sixth grade, I led some guys to the Lord, and wow, you know, wow. really like like fun stuff, like cool stuff. But I was never truly evangelistic truly, at heart. Yeah, <laughs> never truly uh, following following God. And then July twentieth, uh, two thousand seventeen, is when I when I put uh, like that's the date I put my born again, uh, baptized in the Spirit. July twentieth, two thousand seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. Fell in love with the fell wow. in love with the gospel. Fell in love with the person who was Jesus. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I haven't really turned back since. Now you encountered the Lord in 2017 too. You got pulled well, away from religion. Yeah, it, roughly in, in that mm-hmm. yeah time frame mm-hmm. too. Yeah. yeah, and I encountered the Lord in 2018, just about. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, maybe Christians out here. We are. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. So much history. Anybody so, can change it. I know. Right. right? <laughs> well, I that's awesome. And that, so tell us about that encounter. What happened? Uh, so. That specifically, I had been, so I, like I said, I believed in Jesus, grew up in the Assemblies of God Church, a uh, very Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Assemblies of God, one of the main things is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so I had been growing up to believe that you weren't filled with the Holy Spirit until you spoke in tongues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit, per se, in that... in that uh, Understanding. Yeah, until that day, July uh, 20th. Yeah. And before that, I'd been asking for about seven years. Mm-hmm. And uh, really seeking the Lord on it, really asking, and it just wouldn't come. It just didn't come to pass. And I was always confused why. And I genuinely felt like, uh, you know, don't strike me as a, her- a heretic, <laughs> but genuinely felt like God was using my life to show, you know, I can live in you without without these signs, without these mm-hmm. wonders. Mm-hmm. I can I can live in you, and uh, you know, there's all these all these spiritual gifts, right. you know, and. Not just that one, and I I still operate in that gift, you know. Still use yeah, it right. quite a bit. It's very important. I'm not saying not against that at all. I'm still an AG guy. <laughs> AG guy, you know. Well, actually, just about that. Do you uh, now? Do you know the difference? Between, now, I mean, like, of course, you know because you're Bible scholar or anything yeah. else. But that understanding of like speaking in tongues does not signify the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I look at so the thing with. Uh, I love these assemblies of God. I really do. Genuinely right. do. So do I. I love, I love that church. Love them. They're amazing. Uh, one thing is that they identify speaking in tongues as the initial sign that mm-hmm. you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that's awesome. I don't, I was just telling Daniel earlier, I don't say that any Christians are wrong right. unless they are specifically uh, going against what the word says. Right. Because in my opinion, I can't tell the Holy Spirit what to do. I can't mm-hmm. tell, I can't tell God what to do. He's God. Like that. So whenever people like say like, well, well, we had an incident a couple of years ago. I was uh, helping at a church and there are these these students baptized in the Holy Spirit and slain in the Spirit every week, every Wednesday. Right. And people were like, I don't I don't think that's right. Like, mm. I don't think you can, I don't think it can happen. And I just remember the Lord convicted me because I started being like, what if they are leading people astray? Right. And the Lord started convicting me. Jesse, don't tell me what I can do. Oof. Like, wow. I'm the Holy Spirit. I'm God. Really, like, drop the mic, Holy Spirit. Okay. Wow. And Loving honestly, rebuke. Since that day, I was like, mm. anything I see, people be like, I don't like that he spoke from tongues on the pulpit. Hmm. I don't, 
I don't care what I like. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm done with my preferences. And I think that's when I actually like, once I got that grasp in Christianity, that's when I feel like I was truly born again. Mm. Was when I, I left everything I wanted. I don't care about money anymore. I've been, I was telling my buddies, I'm looking to buy a van right now. I'm moving to a van. Like I'm ready. I'm ready to get away from all this worldly stuff. Like, mm. Don't care about a mansion here at all, but mm. you know I want a mansion where it counts. Mini yeah. house lifestyle, right? Mini there. house lifestyle. Come on, big eternity lifestyle. I yes, like hallelujah. That's, I like that, dude. Um, you know I have this question for you because, you know, um, I I also grew up in that mentality mm-hmm. of uh, where basically Same here, by the way, if yeah. you didn't have the Holy Spirit, I and I would say a majority of the Slavic um, people Christian, who yeah, ma- migrated here who mm-hmm. are claiming to be uh pentecostal yeah. they have that men- uh, mentality yeah. and um long story short to me it was a hindrance because um i felt not good enough yeah like i felt like people who did have it mm-hmm. it, it seemed like they were right here yeah. and i was down here it makes a hierarchy like right kind of thing yeah and, yeah, yeah um kind of like a caste system you know yeah. Um, that religion such as um, Hinduism have. Yeah. And I just, you know, going through my understanding, I thank God I understand differently, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but did you ever have that? Did you yeah. ever have that like... Yeah. So so like I said, uh, my, my, my middle brother, Casey Nochi, is a, he's a fantastic author. Mm-hmm. Plug Casey Nochi, look up Be Like Jesus book on Instagram. Check it out, guys. Buy his book. It's cheap and it is, it'll change your life. It's my philosophy now and it's simple and it genuinely changed my life. And uh, yeah, so he was the ideal, you know, Christian. Mm-hmm. To me, he was, he, I mean, he's one of my, my Christian mentors, my faith brothers. He's, he's genuinely led me. He was a pastor when he was 19, got wow. a job as a kid's pastor. And uh, so I looked up to Casey a lot and Casey was very much filled with the spirit and very much operating those gifts. And there would definitely be some times where I looked at him like, oh, I'm not, I'm not as good as that. Like, why can't I speak in tongues? I'm not mm-hmm. good as that. And there was a moment where, uh, so 2017, August. So two months after, sorry, a month after that, uh, we went to the national uh, conference for Somebody's God in Anaheim, California. And we did a prayer team, an intercessory team. And I was talking to Casey and me and my buddy Thomas went with him. Neither of us were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then uh, a month before we went, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then the night we got there, Thomas was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so I was like, what do you think of that, Casey? Like, that's wild. And he was like, I knew that God would baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And when he needed you, you need that gift. Yes. You know? And so then we went and did this intercessory team where we literally sit in an upper room and intercede over this conference of 8,000 kids. Wow. And it was amazing. And we would just call things out and they would happen downstairs. Wow. Like, and it was just, Holy it was fantastic. Just fantastic. The Lord using people to pray over other people. It's just intercession is so near and dear to my heart. I've always loved it. And I've actually started to actually in my own personal life, mm-hmm. um, that would give like the prayer for intercessing. That's actually been a really big striking point for over the past month because I've never focused on intercession and nobody ever taught me about interceding mm-hmm. about people. I know that. You know, Daniel says, hey, my, um, what's called, I'm going through a rough time right now. Can you pray for me? Yeah. I'll stop everything I'm doing. I'll pray for them that moment. Yeah. I go on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, that's why, that's why, that's why I've always seen as a uh, mm-hmm. prayer. Yeah. But then the Lord like showed me, um, it was through Corey Russell, one of his, uh, the revelation of Jesus. Oh, album. one of the Spotify Oof. playlists. <laughs> you guys should go see it out. But 
there's intercessions intercessors yeah. and that like that hit me and i was like what is intercession i started looking that up and had yeah. the power of that so that's awesome yeah and it's just an awesome thing and there's one prayer if you want to get an intercession and it's the igbalo, the igbalo prayer it's the prayer that Jesus said he would answer every time. Igbalo? The Ekbalo. I've never heard of that. Yeah, E-K-A-B-L-O, I believe. Is that Greek? That, yeah, that is the send forth laborers into the harvest. Oh, okay. And so I pray that prayer all the time. Lord of the harvest, send forth laborers into the harvest field. Lord of the harvest, send forth laborers into the <laughs> harvest field. But when you pray that, you have to be ready to yeah. be the answer. Well, that's the thing. You know? uh, what's it called? Greg, uh, when Greg Kipuk was on our podcast, my, uh-huh. my little cousin, we were sitting there and he's just like, man, I was sitting there at the... At the jet gas station, I see these guys like working. I'm just like, Lord, send the labor, send the labor, send the labor, send the labors. And, I, and then he's just like, after after a little bit, I realized, I was like, wait, Lord, send me, send me, send me. <laughs> so true. So true. And you see that like with Isaiah, yes. you know, like God literally says, who? Like, but who would go? Mm-hmm. And Isaiah simply like says, like, well, I will, like, send me. And that was honestly my anthem all of 2019 was lord like lord of the harvest like send me like i'm ready to go like send me i want to i want to leave this behind did you go to the send in 2019 i didn't you didn't no surprisingly but it was that so i've never been to the send right so i've never been like really any giant conference like that except for uh except for the ag youth conferences but I've always watched the videos afterwards. Yeah, like watch them live. Here. Uh, amazing. The Send Brazil, oof, bro, Waymaker. The yes. Send Brazil is my anthem. Yes. Right now. Yeah. I love it. I love the Brazilian. Yes. I don't know what it means, but I can sing every word. <laughs> you know, talking about Brazil, but you understand every single part, of, like the language, the Portuguese. I'm sorry. You know, um, speaking of like spirit of God, mm-hmm. um, you know. We cannot know the language like earthly, right? Yes. But the Holy Spirit language is all the same. And when we're in connection, we can all yeah. understand that. And getting a little bit off track till yeah. the discussion. Um, so when I listen to like some Holy Spirit filled um, Brazilian music or something, yeah. like there's a Yeshua version, which isn't yes. the one that we're used I, to. I, 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 it, I it, it has like this a, a Lamb of God and it's like with a cross, kind of looks like the Moravian Falls um, yeah, okay. little. Okay. And dude, I play it and I, my car when it just feels like it gets filled with the Holy Spirit, yeah. bro. And it's just like, wow. Like that's the, crazy, man. Right. To yeah. think yeah. about God that. speak language. language like, this, right. You know? And it's just mm. this, it's this wild thought. And, you know, I, I say it all the time because I'm in, I'm in seminary and sometimes I get, I talk to my buddy Justin about this all the time. Sometimes I get frustrated because mm. I'll just be like, why do, why am I even trying to understand this? Like, yeah. why? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, nobody's going to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I genuinely don't know why I'm trying to understand this. And then I, you know, I get in and I'm like, okay, this is why I want to understand this because I want to be able to teach it better. I want people to, I want other right. people to understand it better. Correlate but better. But it's like, I told, I told somebody a couple weeks ago, I was like, I can't define God. Right. These English words on the paper in this in the in the book are just not enough. Can't define God. And not that's enough. why God says, mm. you know, who are you? What's your name? I am. Right. Because that's the most broad thing <laughs> Two that words. God could say. Two words. God said, I am. Lord. Well, I am what? I am. I, I am. am. I just am. I am everything. Dude, dude, that's Whoa. I just had a re- revelation. Oh, go for it. Tell dude, me. think about it. I am. That's three letters. Three is biblical. Holy Spirit, You're right. Son, I Father. Am. Three. Oh, the Holy Spirit, man! Wow, that's good. I don't know. That's good. I love it. Well, um, actually, I just want to go straight into the fact that you said that you started 
2018, you went to this and this and this. Yeah. I just want to say, uh, what's it called? I, well, you said it before on the podcast last week, and I just want to actually uh, go right off that. You said that you were sitting at church and you just said, God, I'm like taking out of this yeah. nothingless lifestyle. Like, if you can repeat that again. Yeah. So, uh, so I was with YWAM, Youth of the Mission in Australia. And uh, the call there was the loudest I've ever heard God. Mm-hmm. So, first, first things first. I hear the Holy Spirit. I recognize the Holy Spirit. Uh, you couldn't convince me I don't. Nobody could convince me that I don't. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And that's just a conviction that I feel like you have to have. You have to. You know. I know that. 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 The Spirit is talking. You know. Mm. And so if you don't, if you don't recognize the Spirit's voice right now, and you, you know, I want you guys to know, I've never heard the big guy talk out loud. You know, I think a lot of people hear us talk about I heard the Spirit. As I hear an audible voice, and that happens for yeah. sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. God can do that. I've never had it happen. I know one or two people who have ever actually heard the audible voice of God. He comes through people. He comes through words. He comes through a scripture. He comes through your conscience, which the is Holy the Spirit. biggest way I recognize it. Right, yep. and He speaks to you through those simple, simple ways. Yep. Uh, the best way I would describe it, mm-hmm. if I can just put in five no, cents, go for it. Is a whisper. Yes. It's like a gentle whisper. Yeah. Yeah. And my friend actually gave a really great um, little sermon when he came down. Vlad Vukupin, bro. Love you. We all here love you. Uh, Jesse doesn't know you yet. I love you, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He said this thing. He's like, sometimes we go into our prayer closets and we like ask the Lord, Lord, let me know. Let me know. Like, give me an answer. And, And he's like, doesn't get an answer that person. And he's like, most likely it's because, you know, we're a body and the body is supposed to be like, Adam had Eve for a reason because she was supposed to be a helper. The Lord could have just automatically been helping him through himself, but he had somebody else. So like he's saying that, hey, there's probably an answer somewhere out there through one of your brothers or sisters for that situation. And you just got to be yielding to the Holy Spirit to receive it the way the Lord wants to give it to you. Because sometimes we want to have a answer, but we want it to be curated the way we want it. But the Holy Spirit doesn't want to reveal it to us that way. He wants to reveal it in a certain way. That's why um, I believe the Lord said, my ways are not your ways. Yeah. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Well, have you noticed that the Lord, the Holy Spirit says yes a lot more like prominently than his nose? Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, When you're like, God, should I do this? The yes is like, oh, I got a yes. And the Mm -hmm. nose like... Maybe he said no. Right. Maybe I need confirmation on it though, because right. I want to do that. Right. <laughs> you know. You know, and, and vice versa. If you right. want a no. Well, so, so I did. So I just finished a fast last week, and yeah. uh, at the end of my fast, I literally like. Well, I started the fast. I was just like, God, I want to see you move. Yeah. I'm. I. I. I'm so tired of unanswered prayers. I want to see you move. Mm-hmm. And so that that was the, the whole entire moment moment of the fast. And I'm sitting there at the end of my fast. I'm just sitting in my break room at work. People yeah. are in the break room, and I'm just like. I asked him something about, about um, someone, and as I asked him, he gave me a clear answer. Mm-hmm. But the answer wasn't like normal. It wasn't like the normal way he speaks. Yeah, he changed the way he speaks to me. He all of a sudden starts speaking like as if it's just a whisper right next to my ear. That's mm. awesome. And I was like, so distinct, so prim- that's so cool. It wasn't inside my head. It was from outside in. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, you just you just changed the way you speak. Yeah. And, and what he said was, yeah, you gave me time to incline yourself more closer to me. Yeah, that's good. So now you now I want to whisper to your ear. And you still recognized it. And I recognized it instantly. Because you, cause we know his voice. Because the, the sheep know his voice. Because the sheep right. know his voice. And I think something that like, even if, if you're not a Christian, you're listening to this. I, I've talked in the podcast last week about how I think everybody in the world born of a human hears the voice of God. 
I genuinely do. It's just whether or not they mm-hmm. uh, whether or not they recognize it as the voice of God. Well, because everyone's born as sheep. You, yes. you, you said the last week, and I've been I've been pondering your body for yeah. only like what two hours? Not two hours, but like yeah. one hour. Since an hour. We actually recorded last week. <laughs> um, what's it called? But you said last week, and I what I've been thinking was because we're all sheep. We're born sheep. It's it, yeah. we are led by different shepherds. But when yep. we find the true shepherd, we instantly recognize his voice. Have you noticed? Like so, the lost sheep. Mm. it's still his sheep it's still his it's sheep. just lost right right it's not like it doesn't say that the shepherd goes and finds a sheep it finds his sheep you know it finds mm-hmm. the one that he lost mm-hmm. and so yeah i think that's important for everyone to know i'm i'm just very passionate about everybody out there can hear the voice of the holy spirit come on just you know listen and and really be intent and in try to recognize it i wanted to go back to where you said th- yeah. uh, that we hear in the from the holy spirit um, well, for, for your instance, yeah, and yeah. I, I also usually um, hear more yeses currently in this season, but yeah. I feel like the reason for that is because we're so, the things, when you get in a relationship with the Holy Spirit, <laughs> gone. right, you have more of a desire for things yes. of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so yeah. usually when you His ask for the things, your will. Yeah. yeah, so you ask for more things and he's like, yeah, it is my thing. Exactly. <laughs> but, yes. yep. but when it's, so first good. I want you to go talk well, to that person. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> when it's in reality just like doubt trying to kick in and it's like no i want you to talk yes, to him, obviously right? yeah. yeah and um but i feel like when you're in the situation where you're um kind of baby christian right mm-hmm. or just yeah. like getting to know maybe somebody just told you about the lord yeah the lord might be actually hey yeah um lord should i be smoking yeah. drugs yeah, or yeah. whatever he'll be saying no yeah, so there's that's against, there's, that's against right the word, right you know so there's that season yeah. where yeah, he'll conviction, be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I think the yeses and nos are, to some degree, determined by yeah, the state no, you're in. I agree with that. Oh, what right. I what I was saying, I'll clear that up. Was I think no matter where you are, a lot of times with our human flaws, we hear the answer we want to hear louder than the answer we don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. I want to pursue this girl. Can I? Mm-hmm. No. No. Okay. <laughs> I, maybe I didn't hear him right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah. I said that. no. You know, I'll get confirmation. You know, I said no. Let me get confirmation. (laughs) You know know what I mean? You know what I mean? But back to I'm so sorry. We went we went far off. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) Redirecting back to just I actually actually want let's go. We're we're going to the rabbit hole, but I want to stick back to the testimony of you said I what's cool. We're talking about God calling you to why I'm a call. So uh yeah, so Holy Spirit led. Holy Spirit led call. Uh that was undeniable in my opinion. And uh, I don't know if it's a you had to be there moment because mm-hmm. it felt it was extraordinary to me. Most of them are. It was. You, have, you, have, to be there. you have to be there, dude. And so what have what happened was uh, I dropped out of college in 2018. I dropped out of college mm-hmm. and then I worked a little bit and moved back home. I really, really fell down on myself, you know, gave up on my dream of baseball and gave up on school. And uh, it was because I failed a math class was like why I dropped out. I failed three times. And I just couldn't get it. And it was, I'm going to tell you this right now, it was college algebra, Hmm. the first math class that you take in college. And I couldn't get it. Hmm. And uh, tutors, help, all that, couldn't get it. I remember crying to the Lord, like, why can't I pass this class? Help me. And he said, like, so gently, like, Jesse, you don't don't need math to be a missionary. Wow. And I was like, all right. All right. Well, then if you want me to be a missionary, we need to figure out how I do that. So I started Googling missions, schools, mission trips, stuff like that. And DTS with YWAM came up, Youth of the Mission, Australia, and put my name and number in some generators on there to get more information. 
excuse me, and uh, one night, a few weeks later, at a worship night, I was just praying, and I was like, God, if you want me to go to YWAM, because now I'm getting impatient, you know, and I'm like, come on, like, I need an answer. God, if you want me to go to YWAM, you have to say it loud. I need mm-hmm. to hear it. And right as I, right as I say it, honest to God, my phone rings from a number in Minnesota. I'm like, Minnesota, so I answer it. And uh, it's like, hi, uh, this is Kai from YWAM Newcastle. And uh, I was wondering if you wanted more information. And I was literally like, the only information I need is my application <laughs> and uh, how much it costs. And I sent my deposit, sent my application. Mm-hmm. And about six months later, I was on a plane to, you, you, to you, said, you, said, you said the same thing last week. And uh, literally, I felt goosebumps. And now you just say it again. And I'm just... <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a cool story. And I'm glad. I'm, I love it. I'm, I, I don't think that happens every time. I am so glad that the father was so patient with me. And he, let me let me hear him that loud. I feel like he approaches all of us in a specific manner because yeah. he knows our manner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like he knew what you needed in that moment. Yeah, if you heard exactly. it any other way, you might have not Turned been here, him. right? Like, yeah. you know, so that's beautiful about the father yeah. that he just like he takes that extra step to curate everything yeah. to us individually. One hundred percent. Personal, personal God. And that genuinely changed my life. And I think YWAM is a key factor in my testimony. Uh, I went to YWAM in 2019, YWAM YWAM Newcastle, and uh, YWAM is like, dude, a microwave seminary. (laughs) It is three months of four days a week, six hours a day, full doses, full doses, and it's like 12 weeks, I think, and every week you have a new speaker, which is awesome. I heard from Mm -hmm. some world-class missionaries, and I mean that by like, these guys gave it all for the gospel mm-hmm. and uh, man just learned so much in that three months and then the next two months you go on a, you go on a mission trip oh to New Zealand and Papua New Guinea and uh, New Zealand I fell in love with university students and young adults yeah and uh, we were working on the on the uh, campus of Auckland University praying for people talking to people and really got into the intellectual discussion of who God was talking to scientists and these university Auckland's the premier university it's the Harvard right. of New Zealand and talking to these people why don't you believe in God well because of the science well why can't science and God line up like, <laughs> you know and having these conversations and we saw salvations and preached at uh, preached at some youth events saw salvations uh, prayed for a lot of healing didn't see a lot of healing but was in the right place at wrong or right place at right times for some like stressful situations and stuff yeah uh, I went to Papua New Guinea, which is a very third world country in Oceania in the Pacific. And I uh, went there and really just saw breakthrough finally. And I want to talk about this because this is a key part of my testimony. Do it. And uh, so Papua New, Papua New Guinea uh, is the place that has my heart. I love Papua New Guinea. Uh, it's the most dangerous city in the world for women. Very high sexual assault rate, domestic violence rate. And uh, Sex I just, trafficking? Sex trafficking, uh, drugs, murder, like prostitution. Uh, yeah, uh, Port Mosby was one of the most dangerous cities in the world for a while. And man, I just, I got there and I was like, God wants place. to move in men here, and He yes. wants to change minds. And oh. so we went to a little village That's called Alatau, and uh, we had a medical ship there. We took the medical ship out to some of the smaller islands, Samurai Island, and some of the smaller islands to take a psychologist actually to the to the people on the island. And we went and prayed and played with the kids and just had a fantastic time. Ate, you know, lobster straight out of the <laughs> straight out of the ocean. Wow. Just my like my dream. Like mm-hmm. didn't shower for weeks. Like 
I know that's weird, but like that's like that's no, that's yeah. my thing. Ladies, like, just 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 I shower just, now. Just don't 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 think about that part. <laughs> I shower now, ladies. Just. But like that's my dream is just that you know rugged like not doing much stuff like being like, like John Australian, the Baptist, you know, bro. John the Baptist, like Australian some, style. Give me some locusts, <laughs> you know. And uh, we went back to Alatau after this, and one big thing we'd been praying was miracles. We want to wow. see miracles. Want to see miracles, and we didn't see any. And uh, got, there was a hospital that we'd go to, our team would go to and pray. And a lot of the girls took charge on that. They'd go into the hospital. And I actually didn't go to that until the last, till our second to last time. Mm. We wouldn't see miracles. And I went one day and, dude, like, some of the saddest stuff you've ever seen in your life. You know, like, people in the tuberculosis ward, like, as skinny as, like, that. Like, wow. You know, like, literally dying, had to wear a mask and gloves and everything to go in there and pray mm. for people. And people not leaving beds because they didn't have blood. They didn't have doctors. They didn't have wow. people to help. And uh, one day we were sitting there praying and, you know, crying out to God, like, why aren't we seeing the miracles we thought we were? Mm-hmm. And uh, I felt God strong. I we were singing that song, Waymaker. Uh, you know, even when I don't see you, you're working. Even when I don't feel you're working, yeah. you never stop. You never stop. Amen. And uh, I felt God say, you know, do you need to see a miracle to believe in me? Wow. And I was like, thinking back, I was like, Yeah. I guess I do. Because my entire life I've been, why haven't I seen a leg grow out? Like yeah. these missionary stories. Why haven't I seen a dead baby come to life? Why haven't I seen that? Like, yeah. maybe these guys are lying to me. Maybe they're trying to lead me astray. Mm. And God spoke so gently and so lovingly. He's like, do you need to see these miracles? Mm. Or do you want to? And I told the group and we were just like, we want to see miracles. I don't need to see it. I believe God is good all the time no matter what I see. Come on. Yeah. You know? I believe that whether I see somebody's, you know, dead, uh, dead father get up off the bed or whether I see that kid in the tuberculosis ward stand up, hmm. I believe that God's working in his life no Come matter on. what, you know. And uh, once we all got a hold of that, you know, it was like a transition in the room. We were all singing that song, you know. You know, even when I don't see you work and screaming mm-hmm. at the top of our lungs in this gorgeous place with waterfalls and mountains and the ocean right next to it, just yeah. surreal you know, Eden style stuff. And, uh, next day we sent a team to that hospital and, uh, they came back and they were literally like crying and everyone was gone. They're like, the beds were all empty. There were, there wasn't people waiting when we would went for, there was lines of people waiting to get in, laying on the sidewalk. And I was like, man, the beds aren't full anymore. There's no one waiting. And they told us that a team of Australian doctors showed up last night with blood and did blood transfusions and these people got better over the nighttime and we were literally like god like we're so sorry like that we didn't believe you could do it for so long and it was that time when we were like you know what he can he will whether i see it or not i don't care i genuinely believe that god wants the best for me and every single person in this world and if i don't see it happen that's fine with me completely fine with me And it was just, that changed my life forever. And now I'm just, you know, I'm going to be like Jesus every second of every day. No matter what I see, no matter how I feel, no matter what I feel, I'm going to be like Jesus every day. And I I guarantee you, I know that I know that when I die, I'm going to meet him in heaven and he's going to say, well done, my faithful servant. Yeah. And that's all I'm chasing. I love that. And I just want to continue on from that. I just... I want to thank you for the vulnerability. Yeah, that was was really just boom. Because even even I'm just sitting here, I'm like, I I get back I get back to my my factor, just like, God, like, why is it I'm praying for people that yeah. I can be healed? 
And there was like two weeks of my life that I had zero, like nothing. Yeah. Not no matter what I did, God was not speaking. Yep. I'm driving home and he said to me through a preacher, he said, if you're living from testimony to testimony to testimony, yeah. And that's maintaining your faith. Yeah. You're not a true Christian. Yeah. And I was just I blew it both in the way. And, and like so just true. now I'm listening, I'm just like, man, it takes me right back to that. Time. Yeah. And like right, like even like Daniel saying, like, thanks for being vulnerable. I'm vulnerable, you know, with that. I, I can say, I'm completely fine with telling you, I have this much faith, you know? Mm. There's this, but that's all you need. There's this much of me that thinks I'm wrong, you know? Right. But there's this little bit that is like, no, I know for a fact that God is real. I know. The I mustard know. seed, bro. I know. I yeah. know. I know. And as Christians, guys, we have got to hand, we've got to hold on to that. Yeah. You know, we've got to, when, I, when people talk about the prodigal son, you know, testimony, I, I am the prodigal son. I'm not the one that ran away. I'm the one who is sitting there like, Father, I've been righteous this entire time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you killed the calf for him. Yeah. You know, I'm that one. And I hope to God I stop being that one at some point. But I'm going to fail and I'm going to fail again. And I'm going to fail again. And I'm going to fail again. And hopefully one day I have the privilege to lead people in my failure. Come on. To the one who fixes it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, my brother says in his book, he says, uh, I don't need to do everything Jesus did. I don't need to spit on people's eyes to have them healed. I don't need to preach on a mountainside. All I have to do is have his why. Right. And that's to see lost people. That's to see lost people found. And that's all I'm going to do for the rest of my life. You, you know, oh. <laughs> I was, uh, yesterday, actually, I was watching this play by C.S. Lewis, um, mm. The Great Divorce. And the play was representing um, this group of people who were taking a bus uh, from purgatory um, if I'm correctly remembering it, okay. to, in visiting basically the outskirts of heaven. Okay. And in this whole thing, the people who were going to visit it, yeah. they got to see other people that they knew down on earth. And they're like, wait, how is he here? And I'm here. Okay. And a lot of people were like shocked that they're like, man, I was such a good person and all this stuff. Yeah. But they're here and i'm not and the whole thing came down to the realization that hey i'm not perfect like those yeah. people who were there yeah like you were just sharing like hey i'm not perfect yeah. but i know somebody who is perfect mm -hmm. and i believe in him and i give my life to him and yeah. i try to do it as best as i can yeah you know oh. because jesus he knew we couldn't do it by ourselves yeah. that's why he had to come that's yeah. why he had to just die yeah, on the cross. That, that doesn't mean I get to go sin willingly. No, you know, no, 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 Yeah, that's I'll just, do yep. that. and what, yeah. it's like, I tell people all the time when I'm talking about like theology and stuff, I'm like, the one thing I don't want to happen is me die and get there and have Jesus say, I don't know you. Yeah. Cause that's, that's, that's scary. you know, we can look at success on earth and all that. Right. There's only one form of success. Right. And that's, Jesus. that's going to heaven. That's meeting right. Jesus. Right. Like in person, you know? And, yep. I really genuinely, all I want in life is to get there and see as many people following me there as possible. Right. You know, I love that. and I don't want to be, I've, you know, people in my seminary with me will tell you, I don't want the leadership role. I don't want that title. The only way I want to lead is the way Paul did. And that's follow right. me as I follow Christ. Well, the beauty of that too, is that the only person who raises you up, which is Jesus, yeah. right? In a position. Yeah. Only he can put you down. But yeah. if people raise you up, they, they can, can put you down. down. Yeah, that's so And um, the other thing I wanted to say is, man, it just kind of slipped well, my I mind. I wanted to go, go, go back after after that happened. You come back from the missionary trip. Yeah. 
I don't know this part of this part of your life, so I'm actually kind of excited to okay. hear what happened after that missionary. So, because that, that mission yeah. trip, that changed, that just changed my life. And that I was, was the listening big, to it. Yeah. So, a guy named Robert Mundu, uh, he's a preacher, and uh, he's awesome. Listen to his stuff on YouTube, but he has this sermon called "The Water to the Wilderness," and he talks about how you know we go through these highs in Christianity just to hit the lows. Mm. And he talks about Jesus being baptized, and then right after he's baptized in water, right after he's as close as a human has ever been to God. Right. God literally opens the heavens and says, this is mine. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is my son. And uh, right after that, he goes to be tempted mm-hmm. 40 days. And uh, so I hit the wilderness. So I got back in uh, actually fun story. I surprised my parents for Christmas. Uh, I planned it out with my oldest or with my middle brother and uh, flew home on a flight to Hawaii and slept in a backpackers for a week in Hawaii by myself wow. <laughs> and then hopped on another flight to get home for Christmas under a thousand bucks because you can't be flying from Australia and dude that's cheap <laughs> that, no but like very overall cheap. that's extremely oh, very cheap, cheap very cheap and so I got uh, got home sat at Chicago O'Hare airport for 16 hours and then literally was like our we do Christmas Eve as like our big thing not christmas but christmas is right, our big right. family party yeah and uh, i was trying to get there i was going to get there in the morning i was going to hide out and my flight got delayed by 15 minutes Oof. about 40 times wow so it came to about six o'clock and the party starts at seven and i'm an hour and a half flight away from home or four and a half hour drive so now i'm looking around they cancel our flight finally and i'm looking around anybody want to rent a car with me i'll pay for it i just need somebody who's 25 to run it you know right. and then i run to the desk and i'm like I need a standby ticket. And first of all, I walk up there and I'm, I'm heated, but you know, you just feel the spirit say, calm down, you know, mm-hmm. calm down. These people are doing a lot of angry people. And I walked up to the guy and I was like, these people are crazy. And he was like, yeah, man. And I was like, you're doing an amazing job. Can you help me? And he was like, yes, thank you for asking nicely. And the dude gave me a standby ticket for one flight leaving. And I'd get in at like eight o'clock at night. And I went and sat by the standby and it was literally like one in a 40 chance I was getting on this plane. And the girl, a girl was with me. We were uh, like, I met her at the airport and we were trying to get on the same flight and she got called up and I was like, good for you. Like, good on you. See ya. Like, have a good life. And then like five minutes passes and I just hear Jesse Nochi. And with standbys, if you don't get there, right when they call your name, they go to the next name. Wow. So I book it up there, hand them my thing, get on this plane, get, get home, get an Uber, long story. Surprised my parents. It's awesome. Come on. Uh, at this point, I've like I'm very close with a couple people, and uh, it's like super close with one person uh, who I was really putting like a lot on, and you know that was my mistake at that time. Mm. Love her to death. Amazing person. You know, if she's listening, like you're amazing, and I've yeah, yeah. no hate towards her at all. Like she's great. But uh, a lot on that, uh, and then we went had a great couple months. Uh, you know, really thriving, really coming down from that high of speaking at conferences and, right, you right. know, telling people about the the journey. And then March came around and just like everybody else, my world completely stopped just wow. like that. So three months back from Australia at the highest of highs, uh, my parents went and wintered down here. Uh, that girl, you know, decided that we weren't supposed to be together, which is completely fine. Right. And uh, then quarantine hit and I was alone for five months. Wow. You know, work. I was still working and stuff, and we were close for about a month at work. But I was at the lowest of lows. But at this point, I finally figured it out that all I had to do was be consistent with Jesus. Yes. And it was such yes. such a change in my life. For the first time, I had had a like solid Bible study 
every single morning I'd wake up, make coffee, read my Bible, wow. wake up, make coffee, read my Bible. I read the whole book of the, I read the whole Bible right. in five months, I think. Right. Just flew through this, just flew through the Bible. I was on quarantine. So I was like, I'm just reading it. I'm just going every morning. I was waking up, reading it, reading it, reading it. And that afternoon I'd get up, read it, read it, read it. I'd watch the, like, uh, like the cinematic reenactions, the Bible project. I watch about project all the time. Legit, the chosen, like all Oof. that stuff. I was watching we, that. We just, oh, I, actually, you haven't, but like um, me and my friend uh, um, Dennis, who you know, obviously, I met a guy like oh, this man. weekend, Ruvim, who was okay. actually on the, really? in the movie. Oh, that's cool. uh, not movie, but the series. Yeah, cool. it was so crazy. Yeah, it's a fantastic show. Dude, watch it's so show, good, man. guys. Check it out. It's yeah, amazing. it is great. And so, like that, I was just like, I'm in the lowest of lows. But I've been here before, and I feel like completely different. Oof. Like, why was I still able to worship? Why was I still? I was going. I'm in the lowest of lows, but guess what? But there's just, someone there. There's man. someone here with me. Like, going really, slow. Like I told you guys last week on the podcast, man. I used to hold on to that verse so much. Is it, uh, what uh, I forget the verse. Honestly, I forget the the source. But if they stumble, they will not fall. For the Lord holds them by hand. Yeah. And I would just like say it all the time. If the Lord stumble or they'll stumble. They will not fall. The Lord holds them by hand. The Lord's them. And I just say it all the time. And I was like, I can be in the deepest, deepest of deaths, God. I can make my bed in hell, and you would still be with me. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> and it was literally like I was reading Bob Goff all the time. Plug Bob Goff. Hit me up. I really want to work for you. And I, uh, I was like making lures, like. Yeah, 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 like I was doing this like small things with my time that was intentionally me doing things with the Holy Spirit. Wow, not just me doing things, but now it was I'm gonna go talk to God and make a lure for six hours. Come on, you know I have nothing else to do. The world stopped, and it was like I think that's the the beauty of 2020 was the world, the world stopped, stopped for one for one time. The it world stopped. literally stopped, and we had nothing to do, nowhere to go. People and, had and people had to realize. Ooh, and I capitalized on it. It's a I, restart button, honestly. And I was, I mean, for everybody. Thank God. Except, I except did. for except for what's called medical field, because we, we didn't. Except stop. medical field, you guys are amazing. Shout <laughs> out all medical. We, yeah. we got so busy. <laughs> luckily, luckily, Sarasota. Shout out all Sarasota medical personnel. Really yeah. So then, in um, in July, uh, my friend Brianna Bradshaw called me. I was like, I think you should check out this SUM thing. Hmm. I was like, okay, let's check it out then. I uh, thought it was cool. Came down to Venice in July. Met the church staff, met Pastor Steve Bradshaw for the first time in a very long time. And uh, was literally, I showed up at uh, Lyft Church in Venice. And I've had a struggle with leadership for a long time. Had had some bad apples of leaders and some people who who uh, just, you know, I don't think grasped it as well as they could have. And right. uh, got here and Steve Bradshaw walked me through the church and said, this is our office. And I was like, our office? What do you mean? Where's your office? He said, this is our office. Wow. Well, I was like, what do you mean our office? He said, I don't have an office. We all have one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think that's this what, is the guy. That, that's literally what, that's, uh, whenever David walked me through the, uh, through, through yeah, you, were, yeah. you were with us. Yeah, I was walking with you. Yeah, we were yeah. walking and they just remodeled it. And I walked yep. in and I was just like, what's this place? And they're like, our office. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> What do you mean? Like, where is the pastor's office? Dude, and it was like, such no, a change. We all, we all come here. Yeah. We all work. We all leave. It's our And we all have places that we can go and be and be still and be wow. quiet with the Lord. We have places that people can get counseling. You know, mm. we have those private places, but there's it's the first time I've ever seen in the Christian church, genuinely, that I've seen. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are many out there that there was no hierarchy. Yep. Like 
Pastor Steve Bradshaw takes responsibility for everything, mm-hmm. right? If something bad happens, it goes on him. He knows right. that. Well, that's the, the he, whole role of a pastor. Yeah. You're, in, you're in charge and you have two choices yeah. to give that, to give your flock a lead and let right. everybody, you know, go for it and, you know, believe for the best mm-hmm. for your church. And if something great happens, guess what? You get the credit. Right. Something bad happens, you get the credit. <laughs> And it's like, either way, and, you get the credit. And either way, you get the credit. And I think a lot of pastors yeah. only want that good credit. And when I like, when I saw Steve and he was like, "There's no hierarchy here. Like we're all on the same level. We're mm-hmm. all a team." And that's language that we use all the time. I'm a team member here. I'm a I team love member that. Here. I'm a team member here. Yeah. And I was like, "This is where I need to be." You know, whether it's just for two years or whether it's for seventy-two, I want to be here at Lift Church, learning from Steve Bradshaw. Shout out, Steve. And uh, that's maybe we'll get him on here someday. Dude, do it, man. He's Dude. amazing. That'd be amazing. He's great, man. He wouldn't he wouldn't tell you that, but he's fantastic. Oh, no, I've heard I mean, him a couple of times. I mean, I've visited. We, we, we listened to him speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the man, the man's a legend. He's a legend. Oh man! And now you're here with us, and you we met we met each other at Beatside, and yeah, just the way we met, it was kind of fun. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was right on the beach. <laughs> and uh, so I had torn my MCL during the summer. Yeah. I don't even know if you guys remember this. I do. And uh, I was sitting on the back. And so sometimes when you go through like spiritual highs and stuff and you're like, you're that guy who is like praying for people, evangelizing all the time. Sometimes you go to those things and you're like, I'm going to let everybody else get some, uh-huh. you know? And I'm, I'm like that a lot. I sit right, there quite right. a bit. I like to stay out of the spotlight. And, uh, I didn't raise my hand and I was just sitting out there in the dark and, uh, Vasily pointed at me and was like, did you raise your hand? And I was like, no, <laughs> well, you need prayer. <laughs> And I was like, pray for my knee, man. And we prayed for my knee, and there wasn't an immediate healing. But since then, I it's completely Come healed. Come on. Ooh, like, so, I mean, God's been working on that for a while, yeah. I'm sure. Wow. And I was literally like, man, you're intentional, God. Like, you, like, <laughs> Dude, you know. I, mean, I, I, I know I, I know about you, but if you haven't noticed, like, Beatside, like, like we we go to places, like, where, yeah, we ask for people who need prayer. But, like, those who don't need prayer, like, God shows who needs prayer. Yes, man. God right. always points out the ones who need it. And, like... It's just, it's just who we are. We let the Holy Spirit lead. And I love Beachside, man. And you guys do a great job there. Thanks, bro. Come I know on. I can't, I can't go that much because mm-hmm. I work a lot, but dude, I, I wanted to just like say this about like yeah. when you were sharing about the, um, Papua New Guinea thing, yeah. it, just like you were sharing like right now about like, you know, then it happened right away, but later on, you yeah. still don't know, man, there might be those people that you guys prayed for and they're already healed. Exactly. So that's the beauty of it. And, um, how are we doing on time? Oh, we, we still, we still got just 10 more minutes and that's why these 10 minutes are so important because it comes back down to the favorite part of every single viewer on this right. channel. And that's hearing you say your heart's message okay yeah and just whatever the lord has in your obedience heart this season, bro this moment okay this year wow yeah man and all into that man. camera all of that camera <laughs> yeah uh yeah you know i we spoke on the last podcast yeah about uh i don't like looking at the camera so i'm still gonna look at it. <laughs> you're fine bro. you're fine people can listen to it on uh, apple podcast <laughs> but yeah i we talked about how genuinely all i want to do is follow jesus yeah. And uh, all I want to do is be like Jesus. And that's the philosophy I've been carrying for about a year now mm. is no matter what, I'm going to be like Jesus in every situation. I'm going to do what Jesus would have done. Come and on. I'm not going to succeed all the time. And I'm going to fail probably more than I succeed. But I'm going to try my hardest to be aligned with the Holy Spirit every second of every day. And so that's like, if I could say one thing to everybody listening, it's don't hold yourself up on that, you know, high horse. Because the fall is long, 
when you're up there, man. Mm. You know, don't keep yourself down either. You know, Paul speaks about being content and staying kind of in the middle of everything. You know, don't right. be getting too high, don't be getting too low. Just remember that you're a sinner who was saved by grace. Mm. And that's all, like, that's literally all you'll ever be until you die and go to heaven. Mm. And then when you're actually made righteous then. But, yeah, so just remember that, you know, failure isn't the goal, but it's the life. It's what happens. We fail, we sin. And, you know, just ask for that. Ask for that repentance. Ask for healing. And Jesus will give it to you. He promises that. And, uh, yeah. I love that. You know what's popping into my head? Um, the Lord accepts a humble sinner yeah. versus a proud Pharisee. Yep, 100%. So, 100%. Don't so be that, a Pharisee. On that note, uh, dude, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. Yeah, man. Yes. Really appreciate you guys. Thanks for the tea and the coffee. Yes. Really appreciate yes. it. But guys, if you guys are listening to, on Apple uh, and you guys or anywhere else, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google, we love um, we loved having Jesse on. And if you guys want to hear his story, be shared. Um, go and press the share button and send it to five of your friends. Facebook, wherever you are. Yep. Instagram. We love we love you guys. We thank you so much that uh, you listened this far in, and uh, we thank you, Justin, for coming on. Yeah, really thanks, guys. You. I love, love you guys. Yeah. Our lives love you guys. Have a good day. <laughs>